But this morning, I want to I want to speak to us about, and I say us uh, importantly because I, I speak to myself as much as anybody else, especially this morning. I try to do that every time, but uh, I just feel like God is calling us to something, me included, calling our whole church. Uh, have you ever wanted something so much in your life that you're willing to change or do almost anything to try and get it? Take a moment and just think about that. Have you ever wanted something that much? There's been a few times in my life where I have been this zealous for something that I have let it consume me. I've let it consume me where my almost every day, my extra time, uh, anything that I could change to help reach my goal, I would do it. And one of those times for me, uh, when, when I was a young man in high school, and I wanted to jump higher, I wanted to play better, I wanted to be better, and so I started to change everything around me. I, I started going to the gym almost every day. I, I started to... Uh, just do anything. I remember at one point I had worked my leg muscles out so much that when I jumped up, they just locked together and I fell down. <laughs> like, I was a little overzealous in that, but I, I changed my eating habits. I changed and set a, a sleep schedule. I, I took special vitamins. I let it dictate every part of my life. And while my wife would wish that I still worked at, in the gym that much, I disciplined myself to reach that desire because I had a dream or desire to do something more, something more, something special. And I did eventually reach that goal. I was able to, to dunk a basketball. I was a pretty good player. I had a lot of fun, uh, but I'm not in the NBA right now, if you didn't know. <laughs> And honestly, I, I wouldn't want to be. That's not what God has called me to do. Uh, and also, there's a time limit on that. Like, my body will only be that good for so long. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> and I would not be satisfied with that. And I want to key in on that. Are you satisfied this morning? Zeal or no zeal. That's the message of today. There is something that can go beyond your dreams and desires or even what you can imagine. There's something that is beyond that. There is a, a plan for your life, if you didn't know, that is special and it's, it's for any age and walk of life. And it's not just money or fame or fun, promotion, relationship, possessions. All those things can be fine, but there is more. There is more. Feel free to amen. Thank you, Pastor Lyle. I could pick his voice out. <laughs> the thing is, watch this, church. We can live a whole life being fine with how things are. And never step into the greatness that God has in store for your life and that comes with being zealous for Him. Are you fine with being fine? Because I don't want to be. I don't want to be fine. I want to look at three people this morning, three people, three points, that are known for their zeal in the Lord. 
They're known for their zeal in the Lord. These three people are David, Phineas, and Jesus. David, Phineas, and Jesus. And firstly, David in Psalm 69. It'd be Psalm 69. And in verse 9 it says, uh, it says that a zeal consumes you. A zeal that consumes. Now the, that word zeal in the Hebrew denotes a high emotion. It is based in love for something. It is to be jealous for, to desire or seek something eagerly. And David is, of course, known for having a heart like God's, but in this passage, it is his zeal that we're looking at. His zeal. Because in verse 9 of chapter 69, it says, zeal for your house consumes me. What does that mean? You ever read the Bible and just think that? What does that even mean? Zeal for your house consumes me. Take for a moment the surrounding scriptures of that one verse. David is, re- is dealing with rejection. He's dealing with shame and isolation because of his relationship with God. And he's saying things, like here's just a few quotes from what he's saying in, through that chapter. Save me. I endure things for your namesake. Shame covers my face. I'm a stranger. I'm an alien. And in verse 11, it says, I endure scorn. People make fun of me. They mock me. They even, even the, the drunk people make songs about me. You know, that's going to be bad. <laughs> like, drunk people are making songs about you. And if these things are happening to David, why would he choose to still live a life like this? And I put this out to you, it's worth it. And that was a good spot to say amen. Amen. I ask this question because it's one that we need to ask ourselves, that I need to ask myself, is my relationship with God really the most important thing in my life? Does it actually cost me everything? Or have I been fine where I am? And can I see, can I see that it does cost me everything? If I'm not being ridiculed by somebody, it might be because I'm being accepted by everybody. Do I want to be that place? David decided it's worth being treated differently. Even by family and friends, even by his his closest family, they treated him, he says, like an alien, like an outcast, like he doesn't fit in. You ever not fit in somewhere? Zeal is loving something with all you have, no matter what it costs you. I'm preaching to myself this morning. That's the person I want to be. It's not being worried about what other people think, but you're only concerned with the one thing that you love most. Zeal is not just anger or meanness. It's drawing a line for what is right in God's eyes. In God's eyes. It speaks against sin, but it pleads for spiritual revival. It speaks against sin, but it pleads 
for spiritual revival. It fights against the desire and even the people that want to remain comfortable and keep things how they are. When we see that God has more. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to set you loose here. If, if you need to stand up and say amen, did anybody bring a handkerchief they can wave? It's cold, so uh, the more you move, the more you shout out, the warmer you're going to be. Amen. So zeal consumed David. It's, it was like a consuming fire. That's why it said it consumed him. It burns up everything that is outside of what God wants in your life. Everything outside of what God wants in your life. And it's wanting that same thing for other people. Wanting that same thing. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what I want? Am I willing to do anything to get me closer to God? Because zeal leads you to right relationship with God. And it leads you to greater worship of God. It sets a clear path for those around you to be in right relationship. And to, to be in worship. That's why at the end of this psalm, the end of Psalm 69, after listing so many things, it's like 30 verses of my life is horrible. <laughs> you can read it for yourself. It's all the things like everyone hates me, uh, like I'm, I'm my mom's least favorite child, like, like he just goes on. <laughs> and at this moment, at the end of this psalm, when everything was going wrong, David breaks out in worship. He breaks out in worship. When difficult things are happening, he's more concerned with how wonderful God is, how sovereign God is. And it's in, get this, direct opposition to all the, the drunk people that are singing songs about him. He says, you sing your song. I'm going to start worshiping. I'm going to sing my song that's going to lift my spirits up and declare who God is, where he is, and where I am in him. Begins to sing a song, and he says it pleases God more than anything he could sacrifice. He starts singing, and it lifts his spirit. And, you know, I was reading this psalm, and I can't help but think David had a little, little gospel in him. Like, you, you start reading this song, and he says in verse 31, I will praise the name of God with a song. And I will magnify him with thanksgiving. In 32, he says, the humble shall see this and be glad. And you can just see him. He's getting, getting some energy going. He's beginning to realize like all this other stuff, it doesn't matter. He begins to sing this song. The humble shall see this and be glad. You who seek God, your hearts shall live. And, and worship just keeps rising up in him because he's zealous for the Lord. And he just keeps going. For God will save Zion and build the, the cities of Judah. He begins to look at what God is doing and will do. And watch this. He's basing his zeal on who God is, not just who he wants to be himself. And that's actually what worship is. It's based on who God is is who God 
is. Zeal has to do with worship because it brings us to right relationship with God. When we begin to sing things like this, just listen to this. When, you, when you're there and you're saying, I will praise the name of God with a song. Like, I don't know if I'm the only person, but sometimes I just, I sing the scripture. I'll be alone when no one else is watching. And, and I'll just start going in there. For God will save Zion. He'll save me. I believe it. They that dwell there will possess it. And you just start believing what you're singing. That's why it's so important to sing. The Bible says to sing because God knows it's going to lift you up. It creates something in you. And you know what? I want that to be who I am. In all the things that go wrong in my life, and I know with all of us, there's things that go wrong in life. You let that zeal bubble up in you and remember who God is. And I'll encourage you to sing it out. It doesn't matter if you have a, a horrible voice in your mind. God likes it. He likes your voice. You sound wonderful to him. He takes whatever tone deaf you have and he makes it something beautiful in his ears. It's a miracle. <laughs> but nowhere in the Bible, get this, does it say... Because that person was zealous, they did nothing. Because that, purpose, that person was zealous, they sat there and did nothing. <laughs> I don't read that in the Bible. And that's not who I'm going to be today. And I hope that's not who you want to be. If you're zealous in the Lord, you're going to want to get up off your seat and begin to recognize who God is. Yeah. That zeal is going to bubble up inside of you. It's not being just brave or outgoing. Those are, might be characteristics you have, but it's being consumed with love for the Lord and therefore consumed with zeal for the Lord. You want to see Him worshipped. You want to see Him honored. You want to see every person in this place lift His name up. And as our praises go up, His presence comes down. And you are excited about being consumed with zeal that burns up everything outside of what the Lord wants in your life. Yeah. You're excited about it. So when you're afflicted or you're struggling, you just start singing. Romans 12, 11 and 12 says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep in spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, Patient in affliction, fervent in prayer. You don't always have to be happy, but you can always be firmly planted in who God is. Do you want that kind of zeal in your life? A zeal that consumes you. That is David. Consuming zeal. Next, we look at Phineas with a zeal that changes things. In Numbers 25, we'll, we'll read some verses there in just a little bit. Numbers 25. All of our examples this morning are people that made a difference in the world around them. Do you want to be a difference maker? Amen. You just agreed to everything I'm going to say. Amen. I will amen you. Thank you. But I want to be one of those people. 
Do you have that feeling, I'm going to ask you this, look deep inside of you, do you have that feeling that you were made for something, maybe more than you're doing right now? You were made for something. If you don't have that feeling, let me tell you, you were made for something. You were made for something special that God had written in before you were born. He had these things written when you were being made, when he was forming you, he was saying, all of these great things I want you to do. I want to partner with you doing them more than you can imagine, more than you can do on your own. And they're going to just be waiting for you to step into them. You were made for more. You were meant to be a Phineas, someone that God uses to turn the tide or to be a part of something great, maybe to start a movement. That is my desire. That has always been my desire. I want to be part of something that changes everything. God will use you beyond what you can imagine if you let him. What are you zealous for? Numbers 25. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I'm going to read a few verses because I was going to read just a couple, but I love this story, so you're going to have to bear through me because I like reading it. Numbers 25, verse 5. We're going to start there. It says, So Moses said to Israel's judges, Each of you must put to death those of your people who have yoked themselves to Baal of Peor. That's a false idol. So some of the children of Israel had started worshiping other idols. And this is right after like everything that happened coming out of Egypt. Water's parting, like God providing food, water from rocks, all kinds of stuff. People are, are turning to false idols. And it says, Then an Israelite man brought into the camp a Midianite woman right before the eyes of Moses and the whole assembly. So in front of everybody, in front of the assembly of Israel while they were weeping at the entrance to the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw this, he left the assembly, took a spear in his hand, and followed the Israelite into the tent. He drove the spear into both of them, right through the Israelite man and into the woman's stomach. Then the plague of the Israelites was stopped. But those who died in the plague, number 24,000, the Lord said to Moses, Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned my anger from the Israelites since he was as, as zealous for my honor among them as I am. I did not put an end to them in my zeal. Therefore, tell him I am making a covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants will have a covenant of a lasting priesthood because he was zealous for the honor of his God and made an atonement for the Israelites. This was a bit of a gruesome story if you were imagining it. I probably should have prefaced like children close your ears. But if you look at the, the depth and the root of this story, we find a man who's willing to do anything to honor God. To do anything to honor God. Essentially, just that he's a man that stands up to honor God above all else. Do you want to be that person? Well, I think I can get a, a better amen. Do you want to be that person? Yeah. Amen. Please don't lie. <laughs> 
Zeal for the Lord calls for and can bring about a turning to God. It can bring about a revival. Because again, it's, it's bringing us back to right alignment with God. A nation of people were watching him, Phineas. He's the only one that got up and made a difference. But watch this. All it takes is you. It just takes you. You can be that person that helps turn the tide. It just takes you. Moses didn't do it. Aaron didn't do it. Like, they were probably leading the people in weeping and things, which is great. But it took one person standing up and say, enough is enough. We're going to honor God like he deserves to be honored. And we desperately need a move of God in our church, in our valley, and in our nation. And, and watch this, much like in Phineas's day, a plague was rushing across his land, his nation. A plague was there of sin and rebellion. Does that sound familiar? Phineas stopped the plague because he was zealous for God. Praise God. Thank you, Dale. Praise God. Phineas helped stop the plague. And this doesn't give us a, a right to call out people. That's not what we're doing. We're not being hate, help, hateful. But it gives us the right to love people outspokenly. Love people outspokenly. There's this, this thing that kind of resides on our culture that you can't speak up for what you believe is right. And you're hated for it. What I, what I read is David had that in his culture. It's not a new thing. It just takes us being zealous enough, loving God enough to say, I'm going to stand up for what is right. And I'm going to love you at the same time, but I'm going to let you know. I'm going to love you enough to say that this is wrong. I'm going to love God enough to say, I'm going to honor him no matter what, even if it has backlash towards me. To love outspokenly, to stand and vote. We're voting this week. We need to get out and vote this week. And let me tell you, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. I don't have to. The Bible tells you how to vote. The Bible is where your convictions lie. If your convictions don't line up with that, then you need to go read your Bible. Nothing can dictate what we believe except for the, the Word of God. So let's get out and vote this week because the Lord honors those who stand for righteousness. Those who stand for righteousness. And we don't do it because we love our nation, even though we, we want to support and love our nation. We do it because it's right in the Lord's eyes. That is the root. The zeal of Phineas not only stopped the plague, but there are promises embedded in zeal. Watch this. Phineas helped bring about a turning to God, and his zeal caused a blessing on his family for the rest of history. His zeal did that. It is his lineage that were the priests in Israel, his lineage that were allowed closer to God than anyone else. Parents, if you want to bless your children, your grandchildren, and so far down the line, be zealous for the Lord. Be zealous for the Lord because it's an eternal blessing. It is an eternal blessing. 
your zeal. I hope my grandchildren one day, who won't probably even know me, can look back, my great-grandchildren maybe, I hope I live a long time. My wife looked at me weird. <laughs> I'm going to live a long time. <laughs> I've honored my parents. I have received that promise and blessing. <laughs> but I hope they can look back and say, you know, that I, maybe they didn't even know me that well, but they, they realize the zeal in my life transplanted from, to my kids and then their kids and their kids. And it set a course for my entire lineage to be blessed. And the greatest blessing, this is all I want, this is all I ask, is that they know the Lord and are zealous for the Lord. That is all that matters. I could leave them a fortune. I could leave them whatever. And I, I don't have money, so God would have to miraculously do that. I could do any of that. But that does not matter to me as much as leaving them a lineage that knows the Lord. That's all that matters. Phineas did this at all costs. He didn't care how he looked in front of thousands of people. The man that he killed was named Zimri. And Zimri's name means my remembrance. And it's ironic because what should have been the remembrance of all the great wondrous things God had done now served as a warning. Zimri was a leader in his house. He's a leader of one of the tribes of Israel. And he should have led his people in turning to God, but instead he was comfortable in his sin. We want to claim to know God, but we can't place things higher in our lives than Him. And I have been guilty of that as much as anyone else in my life. It's easy to do. And that could be something like Zimri did, adultery. It could be lust, greed, bitterness, any disobedience. Disobedience to the Lord of sin, that's all it takes. It has to be cut out of God's people. That's why Paul says to crucify our flesh. It's the only way to move in the spirit. A zealous person is not afraid to cut things out of their life. To cut things out of your life. Watch this. A couple chapters back from Phineas, like one and two chapters back, basically the same story. The Moabites had failed to curse God's people it's the story of Balaam and the donkey. They had failed to curse them outright. But what they couldn't do outright, they slowly did by introducing their culture to God's people. And God's people started worshiping idols because they, they started having relationships and connections with the world that weren't godly. It starts with small things. And we need to cut them out. The woman here that was also killed was a leader in the Moabite culture. She came from one of the head families and had been allowed to come into the camp. Relationships and connections and sin that we slowly allow will destroy us 
if they're not cut out. What the enemy can't do on large scale, he will slowly trick you into doing in small ways until you are connected to the sin more than you're connected to God. And you don't even know it. I don't even know it. Phineas was used to cut it out. Be a Phineas this morning in your life, in your family, in your culture, your church. I'll say this, you can be a Phineas. Don't feel any shame. I'm saying this because you can be. I believe you can be. I believe you are meant to be. And he doesn't just do this to please the Lord, even though we love to please God. We want to please God. He does this because his character has become like the Lord. Think about that. His character, his second nature. I love imagining that story. Phineas's second nature was to grab a spear and spear somebody. And God's like, that's my boy right there. That guy, the spear guy. But you can't get that second nature without spending time with God. Phineas was a priest, so he spent time before the presence of the Lord. There's nothing that can take place of that. If you want to be used, if you want to be zealous, if you want to change the world around you, spend time with the Lord. It starts right there, and it never leaves, actually. The more time you're going to spend with God, the more He's going to use you. Because He's going to change you into His likeness. And those areas that you're weak in, He's going to work on those. Zealous at all costs. Philippians 3.8 says this, I count all things as lost for the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. For whose sake I have lost all things, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. It's sometimes hard to understand that. Someone is so excited about losing everything. <laughs> sometimes that's hard to explain to somebody. But when they connect what you're saying with the passion that you live in, that is explaining it. It is said of Phineas that he had a zeal like the Lord does himself. That's not talked about enough in church. David had a heart. Phineas had a zeal. The Lord said, Phineas, you have a zeal like mine. A zeal like mine. I want to be that person. Do you want to be that person? A zeal like mine the Lord. A zeal like Jesus. Let's for a moment look at Jesus. And I want to preface this with two other scriptures. Galatians 4.18 says, it is fine to be zealous provided the purpose is good and to be so always and not just when I am with you. Paul is saying here, make sure what you're pouring your most into is worth it. And then, be zealous everywhere. Not just at church. Not just at church. We can come in and we can praise God and we can live however else during the week. Paul's saying, don't do that. 
saying, be zealous everywhere. Be zealous everywhere. And if there's a place that you feel like you can't be zealous, then it, you might not be zealous. <laughs> Proverbs 19.2 says this, It is not good to have zeal without knowledge. Just like me putting so much of my time and my effort into something that wasn't going to last. There's, there's nothing wrong with, with being zealous about other things. But what's your number one priority? What is the thing you love most? Is that the Lord? If you can't honestly say that, then we need to question our priorities. Make sure you truly know and choose what matters for eternity and will satisfy for a lifetime. Think that for a moment. Because we can do all kinds of things. I can do all kinds of things that just don't satisfy. That I want more and more and more of. The only thing that will ever satisfy me is the presence of the Lord. The glory of God coming down. It's easy to be consumed by things that don't matter. Things that take our eyes off the Lord. Things that we think are important. Not to say they don't have some importance, but they're not as important. Things that the world would say are knowledge, but that the Bible says are not. We have to be careful because sometimes we can also be consumed by the law. By the word of God. It's not being religious. It's being in love with God. Being completely consumed by your love for God. That's zeal. Love is your motivator. That everything you do is coming out of love. Every stance you take, every action, every word is for the glory of God and the turning back of his people. They should see real love in your zeal. In John 2, 17 is said about Jesus it says then his disciples remembered that it was written zeal for your house has consumed me some verses say has eaten me up in this passage Jesus is flipping tables <laughs> he's flipping tables he's got a whip out and I know some of you are thinking and there's sometimes I want to flip some tables or that person, they deserve a whipping right there. But how many of us sometimes want to flip those tables with the wrong motives? The wrong heart. Like, I've been guilty of that. Just, man, like, I hate to say it, but like, that person, they are acting stupid. <laughs> like, that, that is a frustrating person. You guys, does anybody else know some frustrating people? All right, a few of us, God must bless you, the rest of you. So I know more than one. <laughs> when Jesus does, though, watch this. It reveals his passion for the Father and the Father's interests. That's the root of zeal. It reveals, it, it reveals, it reveals the passion for the Father. And his interests, not my interests. We can blame a lot of things on zeal that are not of God. I've heard it done. 
And they're usually not based in love. They don't have the Lord's interests. They usually have my interests. Some of us want to flip tables or jump pews, yell at people to get right because they need to, break out a whip. But what I think God wants is he wants Jesus to come in and flip the tables in our hearts and in our minds and get us back on track of what really matters. The things you are destined for. You're destined for things that are more than what you're doing right now even. More than what I'm doing right now. He wants to question your priorities. My priorities. Like he did to the people here in the temple. You see, the people in this scene were standing in a place that was meant to worship and bless and sacrifice and serve the Lord. But what had started off as innocently wanting to help other people turned into selfishness, greed, and other things. It's so easy to, to misplace our priorities. It's so easy we are the temple of the Lord, where the Lord resides. Let him flip your tables this morning. Some of you might need to be whipped. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but when we accept him, he comes in and he dwells in us. And that zeal is already inside of you, waiting to be released. And when it is, you're going to change the world. Yeah. I want to tell you that this morning. When that zeal is released, you're going to change things. You're going to leave an eternal blessing on your family. You're going to help stop the plague that's in our nation and in our culture. You're going to do these things because that's the Father's interests. My message is not of shame this morning or self-righteousness because God knows he's working on me. It's not meant to hurt anybody, but I want you to know you are called by the Lord for something great and for something more than I believe that you've opened yourself up to yet. And that is for every person of every age. There's always more that God can do with you. Let's do it together. As one church, as one people, let's be zealous for the Lord. I'm going to invite the worship team to come forward. Hallelujah. Some of you guys just have that zeal rising up right now. But will you answer that call this morning? We see in David that we have to choose to do what's right. It is a discipline that we exercise and we pursue God and allow him to consume everything that's not from him in our life and to be consumed with that. And we're excited about it. Yes. We see in Phineas that when we do this, it will change things. You will change things through the work of the Lord. What he leads you to, you will change everything around you. And that should excite you. You can 
help stop a plague. You can bless your lineage. You can bring about revival with your zeal. And as we see in Jesus, there is one priority and one love above all else. And that is God. When you love something that much, it gets the attention of those around you. And it points them to the Father. It's going to be the greatest witness you can ever do. We have the opportunity to be used by God in an incredible way that only He knows, only He chooses, and it's beyond anything that you can imagine. Do you want that? That's the question. Do you want that? If you want that, this is not a cattle call, but if you truly want that, I'm going to ask you to stand up and show the Lord that you want that. Those who stand up right now. And if you need prayer to let something go in your life, I'm going to ask you to come forward. If you need prayer just to pursue God, or if you want to step out and say, I need to step out to show the Lord, I'm going to do this. Or to show somebody that you can keep me accountable because I agreed to pursue God like never before. Then let's begin that path. Let's let zeal rise up within us and begin to worship. Amen? So if you need prayer for anything or if you want to, to come to know this Jesus for the first time, who you've heard about, man, that life seems super hard, but this guy seems kind of crazy that he thinks it's worth it. Please come down and see me because I want to introduce you to the one thing in this entire universe that's worth it. Amen. Let's worship. joining us today we look forward to connecting with you next time and don't forget you can support us by giving through the church center app or by going online at summitwc.com give